and you shall love your neighbor like yourself. A well-recognized and often quoted verse of Torah, but how in the world do we do it? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts, and I'm dedicating this week's podcast to the memory of Caleb Brill. Caleb Isaac Brill, uh, those of you from around the Cincinnati area may recognize the name. Uh, Caleb, who passed away so very young, so tragically, just a few weeks ago. Caleb Kalev Ben Yitzchak Pinchas, whose mother, Miriam Chana, or Mary Brill, was, to an extent, one of the catalysts for the Tachlis Talks podcast. And she's probably as surprised to hear that as anybody else might be out there. But it really started when I was sending out emailed short Torah thoughts to a bunch of individuals who were no longer living in my immediate neighborhood over here in, in Amberley in Cincinnati, and um, trying to share some ideas with people a little more geographically distant from me. And although Florida wasn't the furthest geographic distance, but it was the source of my most constant positive feedback. And uh, basically consistent positive vibes coming from uh, Marianne's email responses. And that motivated me as the ability to shift it into podcast mode became a lot less expensive and a lot more accessible to try to go that route. And hence, Tachlis Talks was born. So all of you out there, uh, whether local here in Cincinnati, whether on this continent, or I know actually right now we have uh, several on almost every continent, None, nobody listening in Antarctica as far as I know right now, but if you are, give me a call out, but if um, we're listening to these words, whether right now, uh, mid-April 2020, or if you're listening to these words at any point down the road in history, the study that we generate together, the shared Torah learning, uh, should be in uh, Caleb's memory, and the inspiration that we get hopefully will assist as being an aliyah to his neshama, an elevation of his soul. The deceased are not done, the deceased are distant, but their neshama lives on. Uh, the neshama, the eternal dimension of ourselves, has the capacity to bask in greater and greater spiritual bliss, and we can promote a furtherance of that. Each mitzvah that we do in their memory, the mitzvahs that family and friends do, and those who are inspired by family and friends to do so. So all of us out in Tachlis Talks lands uh, throughout, whether geographic uh, locations or over time, wherever we are in time as we hear these Torah words and as we take them to heart, will be an elevation for Caleb's soul. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Again, beautiful, lofty words, wonderful ideal, but how do we accomplish it, and what are we to do? So on, on one level, and something that we've talked about before, just to readdress the key element of this, our sages were very um, fond and focused on the idea that we don't leave this line to simply be a beautiful, lofty theme. Because you can have a as a message that has no effect. You can make t-shirts with love your neighbor as yourself, and bumper stickers, and screensavers, and make it the, uh, the signature on the bottom of your email. But if you have no way of ever gauging how am I accomplishing? Uh, what tasks am I expected to do? 
how do I do them? You can talk the talk and simply never even know what walk to be walking. So our sages in the Talmud and the codifiers like Maimonides and others put it into regiment. They, they gave guidelines. They, first of all, made categories. It's not simply love your neighbor as yourself. You have to have in place one category of comforting the mourner and another of visiting the sick and, and charity and each of them to have their methods and their prioritization. And it behooves us to study those areas of Jewish law and life because, again, otherwise we can talk all day long about being good people and being nice and being loving, but not really know if we've accomplished one dimension of this. Something else I want to focus on today, though, and that is that there's another verse in the very same Parsha, I should mention, the coming week's Parshas are Achrimos and Kedoshim, another doubleheader, and Kedoshim is the Parsha in which we have the phrase, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But listen to this other verse that's also in Kedoshim. And you shall love him as yourself. Who's the him of that verse? The context over there is the discussion of the ger, of the newcomer to Judaism, of the convert to Judaism. There is one verse demanding that, lo sonu oso, do nothing that is in any way taunting or afflicting, nothing that is disturbing to that ger. And this next verse, v'yahav to lo kamocha, and you shall love him as yourself. Loving the ger, loving the newcomer to your community, where I recognize that he quite likely feels distant, feels uncomfortable, feels alone, and I must be there for him. The verse ends, For you were all foreigners in the land of Egypt. You know what it feels like. You can recognize, you can be sensitive to this, because you, Israel, as a nation, in your national psyche, Understand what it means to be the outsider. And think about how often in history since then we've been the outsider and been the newcomer and been the foreigner. And what it takes to feel comfortable in that new land. Thank God we've been blessed going back uh, about a thousand years maybe. Uh, Rabbeinu Bechaye comments that God has provided a blessing that the Jew well, ends up on foreign shores quite often, but within I forget if he says 50 years or something in that vicinity, we tend to be able to rise out of being that newcomer class, the immigrant class, and become part of the fiber of the society in a way that we have a certain comfort, we can rebuild, we can have our infrastructure, our synagogues, our schools, should we so desire. Uh, we've had that great gift, but we have very often been in the situation of being that new arrival, the new immigrant. We know what it's like, and therefore we are expected to be able to be there for the other. One of my mentors described how many years ago, actually many decades ago, when he was in yeshiva in Israel, the Rosh Hashiva, the head of his academy, approached him and asked, have you fulfilled the mitzvah of loving the ger, of loving this convert? He thought to himself, uh, not, hmm, not recently, nobody in my inner circle is a, a convert, couldn't think of anybody that he interfaced with at all regularly that was a convert to Judaism. He was living at that time in a very insular environment of a particular yeshiva and said, I don't think so. Rosh Yeshiva said, we'll have an opportunity for you to do so. 
and he introduced him to a new arrival in the yeshiva. My mentor looked quizzically, he's not a convert. Uh, he said, no, don't you understand? The mitzvah of loving the convert is to recognize that when a person is in a situation, that they are that outsider, that they're the newcomer, that they are feeling distant and lonely and uncomfortable, and you have to be there for them. Apply that knowledge to somebody else who has the parallel experience. And whether he meant literally that it's in that mitzvah of loving the convert or not, I would tend to think what he really was describing is that pull the message of recognizing the needs of that foreigner, of the gear of the convert, and apply them to your peer. And understand that all of us, at some point in life, experience situations in which we're the relative newcomer. And we all know people who are new into some type of a new community, new social circle, new team at work, a new family setting. What about the new son-in-law or daughter-in-law or brother-in-law or the uh, the, the second marriage and the, the new parent or step-parent? What about the individual who's just recently, if you remember life before corona when we had things like um, bowling teams and golf and, and other environments where we have kind of clubs and chevras and groupings, and there's somebody who's new to the group. And aside from just the hello and good morning and uh, being polite, but think back to what it meant when you were in that mode. Because odds are, every one of us at some point felt a little bit awkward when another group, whether it was family members or friends or neighbors, were reflecting on the good old times or sharing some type of uh, line that reflected some type of inside joke. And we just didn't quite get it. We're kind of like half joking along and trying to make everybody feel that we feel comfortable. But we didn't really. And if we can pull back that memory to the time in which we were just new, again, the, new, the synagogue, the, the PTA, the school board, whatever it is that we are the newcomer onto that team, and we didn't feel 100% comfortable quite yet. And wouldn't it be nice if there was an individual that came over and put the arm around our shoulder or the figurative arm around our shoulder to make us feel fully accepted, fully comfortable, fully in Maybe you were lucky and somebody did that for you. And as we're talking right now, I am recalling, so I'll give a call out. My family moved to Baltimore when I was 12 years old, moved from New London, Connecticut, where I don't think we currently have any listeners, to Baltimore, Maryland, where we definitely do. And we had um, come to Baltimore when I was 12. Don't think I knew a single person in the city. Looking forward to the move, it was definitely an upgrade in terms of having a much bigger Jewish school and finally being in a city that had a kosher pizza store, and uh, looking forward to the move overall, but I was that foreigner, and the first night we were there, twin brothers popped over the house, so call out to uh, Danny and Jonathan Hamburger, actually now Dr. Jonathan Hamburger, Uh, the two of you guys popped over to my house, and uh, they totally changed the dynamic, because before I knew nobody, the change from knowing zero to knowing somebody is an infinite change. And now it was somebody's, because these guys were twin brothers. And they popped over, and it was just a short, hey, we live a few blocks over, have what we meet you tomorrow morning, we'll go bike riding and show you the neighborhood. 
That was the change that transformed me from being this total outsider to knowing someone, or actually someones, and having a sense that I, hey, I'll be able to get out and about and, and understand the neighborhood on my own. So it was a radical boost to me. Thank you, Danny and Jonathan. And you can all be that hero for someone else. And even in our isolation world of corona, those listening right now in April 2020, where not too much getting together and socializing, so who's many more distant than anybody else? But even in the world of technology, there are those who are not feeling technologically comfortable. The one I can't participate in a Zoom class. I have no idea what to do. I'll get I'll mess up. I won't know when to unmute. Be there for that other person. Help encourage others to feel part of the crowd. Put the long-distance arm around their shoulder and make them feel comfortable. Share this podcast with someone. Let people know that there are opportunities to connect with others. Uh, they can connect with you. That they can feel comfortable. They don't have to feel distant and detached any more than we are all, unfortunately, feeling to start with. But there's a constant ability I would argue that if we all pause and ponder for a second, we can think of someone, and maybe even more than one someone, that right now I can do something to make them feel more comfortable somehow. Putting these together, the idea is that we're not letting love your neighbor like yourself just remain a fluffy, beautiful, lofty, uh, phrase. We want it to be something real that we can actualize. We want to be able to ponder, am I doing it? We want to study. We want to learn. What are the categories? What are the prioritizations? And whether it's by directing ourselves to actual Jewish text or online resources and studying the laws of kindness and the laws of charity and the, and the ideals that are involved in each of these areas and how we achieve the excellence in each of them. And allowing ourselves to reflect on when we felt a little bit like an outsider and how much we appreciate somebody who helped pull us in or how much we would have appreciated if somebody would have pulled us in. And I don't want someone else to have that frustration. I want to be there for them. Doing these will help us develop and exercise our love-your-neighbor muscles, help us become excellent in this regard, and help each of us achieve our tachlis.